Hey, 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 love and light to each and every one of you guys. Welcome to the Dope Black Chick Podcast, your audio guide to releasing your dopeness. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Dope Black Chick Podcast this week. Um, yeah, this one is going to be a very... Um, I don't want to say introspective, more like a, a, a very personal um, response, but I got such a teaching out of this that I wanted to share it because I know there are so many people who too suffer from, you know, becoming back ladies because we carry these regrets. And um, so I entitled today's podcast, My Reclamation. Uh, because I want to reclaim. I told you guys I'm in this process of reclaiming myself or reclaiming Kimberly, um, so to speak. And so this this episode is one of those many lessons that I'm learning on that journey of reclamation. Um, so I want to start it this way. If you are on my mailing list, then you have received the introduction to this podcast. And um, if you're not, you can always go to IHearThatGirl.com and sign up for our mailing list. But um, I'll just read it to you. It's not your fault. I don't think I'll ever forget those comforting words from my therapist. We all have our regrets and burdens that we shoulder. And I was carrying a big old bag, a bag of regret concerning losing a family member. Now, I'd taken this painful regret, boxed it up, and carried it since November 2018. It was one of many regrets that were affecting my life in the present. And something had to be done. And those words would serve as the catalyst to my reclamation. So I told you guys that um, I have been seeing a therapist. Um, I love working with her and I encourage again all black peoples to uh, definitely visit a therapist, see a therapist, a counselor, um, an empowerment coach. Hint, hint, that's me, <laughs> like myself, or, you know, just anyone um, that will sit back, an accountability partner that will sit back and listen to your perspectives um, so that you can get a, a different perspective on what you're experiencing in this journey. Um, it is a mindfulness, uh, uh, well-being that I think everyone should be participating in. If you have not, again, you can visit IHearThatGirl.com, um, visit my website and set up some sessions with me. I won't have another um, opening until uh, third quarter. I'm actually taking second quarter off. But third quarter, I only have like seven slots available. So if you want to get on the waiting list for that, um, if you want to do a discovery call or anything like that, so we can just sit and see what your options are. So you'll know ahead of time, like, okay, this is what I probably want to do with her or even if I fit or not, you know, 
then you could definitely do that now. Um, I'll be taking those up through um, consultations. I don't know why I'm doing this now. <laughs> I'll be taking consultations up through June. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, I'll take those up till June 1st. So with that out the way, I don't know how I got on business, but with that out the way, um, you can set those up. Okay. So let's get into my reclamation people. So this time with my therapist, it really helped me drop those bag lady tendencies, you know, um, because it does, it rears its head and ripples throughout your day-to-day life and you find yourself tripping over it. You know what I'm saying? Um, we always say if you sweep something under the rug, eventually you're going to trip over it. And that's to me is what, um, you know, regrets do. It's like, You have decided to take whatever that instance is, put it in a big old bag and, you know, throw it over your shoulder and just drag it. And for me, it was it. I didn't know the effects of how the regrets were piling up and weighing me down until you start really feeling it. Right. So um, and when I say you're tripping over, you'll probably notice you're tripping over it when a you you run into a lot of the same situations a lot. You know, things aren't always working out the way you want it to. But the negative thing will continue to happen over and over and over again, no matter which decision you decide um, to make differently. Um, it still just doesn't seem to work out for you. That's a sign that you have a regret attached to how you're moving through life. And, um, and so that was something for me. That was one of the signs I knew like, okay, I'm carrying something. I just don't know what it is, but you just feel like life itself, you're tripping up over, life it could be self-afflicted and outwardly afflictions like personally attacking yourself and I knew that there were things that um especially when I tried to or began the process of freeing Kimberly I think I told you guys about that part of my life um that I was trying to bring back And it may have been and I know it was for sure last year when I started talking about that and and trying to access that younger, uh, uh, softer me versus the Isis, you know, because there's Kimberly and then there's Isis. Isis is the protector. She's the business savvy person. She has basically um, been the captain of the ship for quite some time. Um, but then you have Kimberly back there. So, you know, I was talking about, um, just those self afflictions, like what, what gives you the right to lock away a part of yourself, but we do it. We all do it. We all do it. And that's why I'm, I know this is very personal for me. And some people may say, I wouldn't have told all my business, but for me, I feel like nothing we experience is for self. It is definitely used to help someone who is going through something similar because I believe someone will find relation in what I'm talking about. Um, And so if I have to get a benefit through pain and the only benefit through pain is to share it and help someone else, I'll do that. (laughs) 
But that's what the life journey is all about anyway. So, so yeah, I'm sharing that with y'all because I think like we do, we, we do self-afflictions. We do hide pieces of ourselves for whatever reason, for whatever has taken place in our lives, we do it. And so thus, I want to talk about one of those um, major regrets that I was just carrying and toting with myself um, and how it showed up in my life uh, recently. So the regret that I was talking about in the um, email blast that I sent out to my followers was my regret of just not being there that one last time with um, my uncle. It was a family member. He passed and I had an opportunity to see him one last time and I didn't. Right. I had an opportunity. I didn't know it was a one last time. Nobody knew it was a one last time. It was just, you know, you had the opportunity to go see somebody and I didn't do it. I was like, I'm tired. I'm driving back to Atlanta. I just don't have the time. And, um, I had so much regrets because after that missed opportunity, um, he passed. So I was so broken hearted, so broken hearted because for one, we had a great relationship. So, you know, I'm definitely broken hearted over that. You miss someone, right? So I didn't really adequately grieve because I was so ashamed of myself. Um, and so the regret had just been piling on and piling on and kind of adding, um, showing up in my life. And my regret of not being there that one last time I had to think about it and say, you know, what could it change? What did that one last time going to change for me? And for me, I was like, well, you know, at least I would feel better knowing that I had seen this person one last time. You know what I'm saying? Even though the last time I saw that person could have been the last time, but I didn't. But in this case, I thought like this that would have been, it just, the blow would have felt different, I guess, you know? Um, and then I had to think about it and say, well, would this one encounter encompass or show my love, um, in time with him? You know, I was kind of overlooking all of the other amazing times we had spent together in 38 years, you know, or 37 years, I believe. And and I totally overlooked all of those for that one moment in time. And so I began to think about these things and it would realize like it would still not be enough, even if I had seen him and then lost him immediately. I don't think it still, it still wouldn't have been enough. It would have been, maybe I should have stayed longer. Maybe, you know, like there would have always been another regret um, on top of that. So my heart would still break for him. My heart would still grieve losing him. And I didn't allow myself to grieve without hating myself. Um, So a lot of the time, what ended up happening is my behavior changed. 
Um, I took on more than I should when it came to family. I didn't even want to. There was no denying time with my family. I even think I, I brought that up in a um a podcast from last year. But I was just like, nah, nah. If, if it's my family, if it's something with my family, I'll be there. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to be there because I refuse to, to go through this again. So it wasn't that. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But it was just, am I making the decision to be with my family because I really want to at that moment? Or I really need to? Versus, are you doing it because you're trying to make up for a wrong that's not even really a wrong, you know? And so you have to think about that, whatever your regret is. Are you, is it, how is it causing your behavior to change? You know, are you, how are you reacting to that regret? And for me, that was one of the things that I was doing. Like I was going the extra mile because I'm trying to make up for a wrong, um, a quote unquote wrong. Let me say that I was trying to make up for a quote unquote wrong. And I kept, uh, this is what I mean by the self afflictions. Like I was personally attacking myself, blaming myself, shaming myself for not for that one missed opportunity. Now there have been thousands of opportunities prior to that in which I was there for my uncle, which I, you know, proclaimed my love for him. He knew that. I know that now on the other side of understanding, but in that moment, my regret told me you messed up. You had an opportunity to prove something and you didn't do it. And so I was carrying that y'all and it was just showing up everywhere. And so even with my friendships, like I would do everything um, and go the extra mile for these people that I'm thinking like, if it's the last time, then shoot, at least they're going to know that I was there, you know, being there is so important. But I was also, here's another thing that that regret was doing. It was making me, um, it was making me reverse that onto them. So unbeknownst to them, to my friends or anyone around me, if they did not match the same fervor, the same uh, zeal to for that one last time with me, it made me think they didn't care. It made me think, okay, well, they don't care if I die. They don't care if it's the last time with me. And I began, like, this is what regrets begin to do. This is what regrets begin to do. And so... Freedom came in four words and four little words, guys. Like I, I I had this conversation with her and she says to me, it is not your fault. That's five words, but we're not going to count. It is okay. Or it's, it's not your fault. Let's say that. <laughs> so she, 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 but she did say it is not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not. And so the first thing, it's like whatever it is in your life, whatever that regret is for you. I want you to claim it right now, whatever that is. 
And for me, that regret was not being there one last time. And when you say something is not, that means, you know, you're wiping the slate. You're you're saying it is the opposite. So that's not, that is not, it's important to say that not being there was not my fault. It's not Kimberly's fault. It wasn't Isis's fault. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't something for me to take the blame for. It was nothing that I could have prevented. It was nothing that, um, it was just, it such is life, basically. It was an experience, uh, and you really have no control over. Y'all know I talk about all the time, like, I'm a control freak, and I'm trying to deal with that thing. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there's nothing I could have changed or done that could have changed that, that outcome. And so, in those four little words, it is not your fault. Guys, whatever the regret is that happened in that moment, you know, I don't want to stay stuck in 2018. I'm trying to move forward, but it's very hard. It's going to move very slowly when you're dragging regrets from years and years past, right? Doesn't mean that you don't progress in life. Just means that you're progressing very slowly because you have to drag something along with you. Sister Badu told us, bag lady, you gonna hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. And and I truly believe it. Like, um, you know, I do a lot of mindfulness practices and, and, and I talk about wellness because all of the regrets and those emotional things weigh on us and they can show up physically and you will hurt your back dragging all those bags like that. It does show up physically. I feel tired. I feel so frustrated with all of these regrets. And I know you do too. Right? Because as soon as she said, it is not your fault, Kimberly. I could feel that thing like lift off of me. You know, and it's so crazy for that it took someone on the outside to say, well, you do understand that that had nothing to do with you. Like, that's not your fault. That's nothing to beat yourself up with. Like, that, no, that's, that's just normal, you know? And so, immediately, though, I felt the release because I had dropped that bag and I had released it. I felt like... The regret was gone. I put it to rest. That's how I stated it to her. I said, you know, I'm putting this to rest. I feel like I finally am able to put that thing to rest or put my uncle to rest. Like I had never let him fully rest because I had never fully grieved his lot, the loss of him. So I had put it to rest and, you know, Finally being able to say, I miss you, honestly, helped me to remember all the amazing times that I had with him. All the amazing moments we had together, all the great songs we sing. 
and such the influence that he was in my life and how I would feel when I saw him walk in the door. I thought this man was just the smartest, wisest man (laughs) next to my father. Like he really was um, an amazing guy. And so very eloquent, very eloquent guy. Um, Just smart, sharp, sharp man. And so now I begin to, to be able to see all those things because I was no longer beating myself up. And I was able to see what an impact he had in my life. And I began to be able to honor his memory without any shame. So like everything attached to that regret was released as well. You know, Um, I recognized very quickly, you know what? You don't always have to be there. (laughs) You know, there are other ways for people to know you love them than your physical presence, there are other ways. Um, and I'm pretty sure that they know you love them without you always being there. So I was able to free up time for myself, which took off anxiety, which took off pressure. And and, and now do y'all see how releasing one little regret? Now I got tons more, but releasing that one little regret gave me so much freedom, you know, um, and then I realized like putting myself first is okay. Like in that situation, I could blame myself for putting myself first, thinking that I needed to hit the road, you know, and not, I was driving from South Carolina to Atlanta. It's a two and a half hour drive. But that day I felt like I'm tired. I need to get home. I need to, you know, decompress and start the work week. And um, I kind of blamed myself. I kept saying like, oh, it's only two and a half. Well, you had time and all this other stuff. But then once, uh, you know, those four, four words, it's not your fault. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to decompress. And that was your well-being. Like, it's okay to put you first. And um, and so I got a piece from that. Um releasing that regret. And so I say all this to help anyone who is dealing or shouldering burdens and regrets. I don't want you stuck in that place. I don't want you to hurt yourself dragging it around. I do want us all to be able to move forward productively in the present and I hope that someone was able to release, if not all of your regrets, one of your regrets, some of your regrets. But I know that I feel so much lighter off after releasing just one. So I can only imagine if I continue this process of releasing these regrets. And so um, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you, the listener, to consider your regrets and remind yourself that It's not your fault. That was something that happened in the past, but it is not your fault. It's no reason to blame the 2020 you for something that happened then. Let that thing go. Let that regret go and live a little bit freer. Live a little bit freer. 
Alright guys, so I hope that did something for you um, this week and I hope that it blesses you. I would love to hear your responses. Um, I always look forward to hearing from you guys. You can uh, shoot me an email, thedopeblackchick at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at thedopeblackchick. And of course, if you're on iTunes or Google, make sure that you subscribe to the show, rate the show, and then share the show. Let people know that there's a dope black chick talking dope black spit. And we are taking those donations as well. If you want to contribute to the show and see it continue um, and us do even more things, you can definitely do that via the link on the Anchor platform. All right. Until next time, guys. Peace and blessings.